said maybe this. try going into like a private call. Yeah, that might be bad. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. That might work a lot better. Um Yeah, there's a lot of people saying Discord's down right now. That's really funny. That's hilarious. So it's not even us, it's Discord. But right now mm -hmm. we're we're holding. All right. Let's let's not risk this. Let's uh let's start with Amphi and we'll see if if it stays stable. And then we can blame it on Nomad if it drops again. Wow, okay. Whoa, that's toxic, <laughs> dude. What the heck? We are in scrim school after all. We have to be toxic because we're yeah, screaming. No, it's all it's all positivity yeah, in scrims. That's the that's the whole purpose of this. So my man is wearing a Trials of Osiris hat, and you're telling him not to be toxic. <laughs> that's fair. I'll give you that one. That's fair. He's gonna um, fold the mountaintop, hundred percent down around. Fold the mountaintop. Let's go. No, absolutely not. I actually don't know how to use a mountaintop. You what? I don't. You what? I don't. You I refuse. You, you, do you use a controller or a mouse? Controller. I just have to switch okay. between console and PC. So. Um, right. Um, have you considered using Bumper Jumper as a layout? I use Puppeteer, but I'm also what? I do. I'm leaving. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old man. Puppeteer was a pain to learn. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I've been using Bumper Jumper since the Halo days, so that's my default. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. If this keeps going, oh, we... Blyken made a good point. We can do a Steam voice call. We are. Yeah, absolutely. We've held steady for the last minute and a half. So let's oh, uh, no, let's go with the Amphi. He said it. He said it again. Oh no! All right. Well, I'm prepared to be stopped midway. Okay. Um. Yeah. My name is Adam, otherwise known as Amphi on Twitch. Uh, I've been doing. I've been streaming on Twitch for like since 2014, but I've been doing a lot of different like content creation since about like 2010, uh, off and on between the two. But like, uh, streaming has been consistent over the you know almost seven years that I've been doing it. Um, I streamed many different games. Uh, let's see, Rainbow Six Siege, Counter Strike, H1Z1, and um, in like midway through Opulence is when I picked up Destiny Two. And, uh, you know, just fell in love with the game and I've put almost, well, on Steam, I've put almost 3,300 hours in. So I'm a little Oof. bit of a completionist. Uh, I've gone for all the seals and all the triumphs minus uh, the Iron Burden because I didn't play back then. So I was unable to obtain that. So. Yeah, three fifty so off to, uh, triumphs, max so triumphs. <laughs> yep, so close, yeah, so far. But yeah, you know, I just like having a positive community and you know, like just having a safe haven for people to hang out and have a good time. So yeah. My chitlins are talking to me at the same time, of course. Um that's awesome, man. I, I can't believe you didn't start before uh, Opulence. And by the way, that stayed stable the whole time. Just saying. Nice. <laughs> he just mentioned it. We made it all the way through the intro. That's that's a win. I'm not saying it as a jinx. I'm saying that as a win. I um, mean, I did start playing D1 Vanilla, and then I stopped right after Vault of Glass and picked it back up in Opulence. So. Yeah. 
Baltic Glass. Uh, we'll definitely get into that one. All right, Nomad, let's go. I'm the faith okay. this time. I'm actually going to take my time this time um, and give you the full spiel. Okay. Hi, my name is Ascendant Nomad, and I'm your Crucible Doctor, is how I usually start my videos. Um, so I've been in and around the Destiny community since the Alpha. I'm actually the person who runs the D1 Alpha Vet channel uh, account. Really? No. I love that I channel. That I was like, that channel's great. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. That's such a genius account. Oh, it's so great. Um, no, um, but I've been around since the Alpha. Uh, initially played on PS4, then made the jump to PC with everyone else in 2017. I've been helping people out in Crucible since about 2015, since Taken King, basically. And I got my start through the Crucible Sherpa subreddit, where I saw people like Dr. Lupo, Ninja with Noel, and Ramblin do trials helps. And I thought, well, I'm not ever going to be as good as the three of them are together, but I can help them when it's not trials. So, because usually people would come to Crucible Sherpa and they would look for people to carry them, basically, right? Mm -hmm. And I just thought, what about all the other days of the week? Why not I just like spend my evenings and just help people out? And originally I was a raid Sherpa. I used to be a King's Fall raid Sherpa. And then I made the jump to Crucible because there wasn't a lot of Crucible Sherpas. And I thought, well, I'm good at raid Sherpaing. I could probably do the same in Crucible. And it, it, it stuck. So I adopted the name Crucible Doctor. Um, because my style of teaching and coaching is diagnostics. It's analysis and diagnostics. So I play a 1v1 against you. I figure out what's wrong with the game. I ask you what you think is wrong with your game, and then I try and bridge the gap between the two and then give you drills and prescribe you medication, I, I, aka I you know, like practices and stuff yeah. that you can then take into normal crucible or take into trials or whatever, what have you little ideas that you can then practice on your own time um it's, so i took a i took a little break from Chopin from 2017 to 2018 because i was actually god awful on pc for a year um and then i started back up again around late 2018 and since then i've grown my discord server and my youtube channel to a pretty healthy place now um got a lot of people in my discord server who like are always looking to host scrim events also always looking for advice and so i've sort of built this like small team of sherpas to help me help everyone else and we do gameplay reviews we give good advice we try and make sure that we're always talking about things that can be objectively verified rather than saying oh i think that fell winters is too <laughs> easy or i think fusions are bad or right. I think that controllers are the biggest problem with Destiny, which spoiler alert. Oh, oh, we'll not. get we'll get into that. We'll we'll right. the, that's the that's the hot topic of every single every single episode is is the uh, M and K versus controller debate, and it's one of my favorites. Yeah. So it really is. I was I was streaming I was streaming uh, pretty regularly until late 2019 when I basically gave it up to focus on YouTube, and that worked out quite well. And I'm on my way to. 40 maybe even 50,000 subscribers before beyond light who knows that's huge so uh we'll definitely uh we're definitely gonna have you guys share all your socials and stuff in chat if you mm -hmm. have it open you can do it now too um chat sure. i want you guys to go follow both of these gentlemen they are uh both incredibly skilled that's why we have them on here um i've actually been looking forward to this one all week i really have i uh i went through all of nomads videos and and watched the your two second rule like i think about it now when I when I was playing trials over the weekend, oh nice! <laughs> yeah, it popped in my head. It was like two seconds slide, two seconds right. move, two seconds. <laughs> See, it, I would I always try and shorten that down to one second or even half a second in trials because 
if you die, it's that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much game over. Unfortunately, the trials map this week was a very slow playing map. Yeah. At least yeah. in my experience anyway. Um, and then obviously, Ampy, I spend exorbitant amounts of time in your stream. I just sit there with it running. Your uh, your voice is very soothing. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Two soothing voices on the on the stream. I you know, gotta be careful. Bro. Zero's gonna fall asleep, man. He Your might actually. He hasn't slept yet. Fall asleep. Let's go. <laughs> he hasn't <laughs> even. High school. Zero hasn't slept yet. Um, that's awesome. So, Amphi, you specialize mostly in PvP uh, challenges, right? Is better best way to put it. You're a you're a completionist, but you do a lot of like low man challenges, things like that. Oh, PVE? Uh, yeah. I guess so. I don't know. I'm just mostly, like, I'm, like, that person that likes to help people but doesn't advertise it as, like, help because, I don't know, I'd, I'd rather build a community of people that actually want to be there for me instead of, like, the service that I do, I guess. Um, right, right. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I've been playing a lot more Trials. It, yeah. And mm -hmm. trying to improve with that and like playing a lot of quick play, like probably the past couple of seasons. I'm just a quote unquote grinder, I guess you could say. <laughs> it's perfect, actually. It works really well. Um, and I've noticed that too, that you've been, you know, you've been knocking out everything from Gambit to, to, you know, dungeons to PvP activities to trials help last weekend. I was, I was sitting around for all of it. Um, all right, let's get into the uh, let's get into the nitty gritty. Um, what uh, what is your favorite activity currently and ever in Destiny? Let's uh, let's bring it all the way down. What was your favorite thing, or what is your favorite thing? Um, my favorite thing, Rift. No, I'm kidding. Rift was um, great. That you you're making jokes about Rift, it. I missed Rift. Rift was good, but it had the gambit problem where people didn't know how the hell to play it. And so you had a lot of, whenever you'd load into a 6v6, it would always be filled with people who just didn't know what they're doing. Honestly, my favorite activity in the Destiny franchise has to be Vault of Glass. Okay, okay. I know that's not very, uh, that's not a kosher thing to say as a PvP well, I hear it a lot. <laughs> I hear that a lot. I mean, I came from, in Destiny 1, I came from, uh, I was a Red Sherpa. And I built a Titan nice. solely for Weapons of Light. And taking King, that was nice. I had only built a Titan for that reason. That's all I ran with. Um, and then I found PVP, and I forgot what PVE was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel it. I feel it. Amphi, what you got? What is your? Uh, I like hitting out the hard questions out the gate. It makes it a little easier for us. Warm up some. Um, I would say either. I mean, I really enjoy the last wish raid. And then, like, even though the state it's in, I do have a really good time playing Trials. Mm -hmm. um, but I just, yeah, you know, I wish it could be at a different state. But yeah, I, the concept of it is a lot of fun. So I'd say those those things. I'd agree with that. Yeah. The concept's I'd... great, but needs better execution badly. Yes. I agree. Um, and we can we can actually roll into that. Um, do you think that it's more the way that it's played out? Do you think it's the map rotations or do you think that it's the meta itself that, uh, that's the biggest, um, pick up for trials right now? First. It's literally a mix of both. 
like like everything combined like the meta doesn't help and then the fact that there's people that just emote peak and like sword peak the whole time until they get their supers it's like like what's it's not a pvp end game activity it's not showing who has the better aim it's like who can use the most cheese <laughs> yeah so for me like so my opinions are influenced a lot by my clan we talk about this in encore a lot where we just like yes people will play to win and you should play to win no matter what game you're in if you really care about winning you use whatever is at your disposal to win so right now that's revoker that's 600 rpm autos that's three peaking because it helps because right now the game mode itself elimination the goal is not so much to kill the other opponents is to not die especially on pc with the state of cheating as it is yes it's really just a case of not dying and when you're not dying what is the most powerful thing you can do in destiny 2 in the current sandbox it's three peaking yep and it's against you know first person shooting it's against you know how this game was meant to be played tm nice one bungie using it against you um <laughs> it's it's for me the problem stems with elimination as the game mode because if you if it was if, if say, we brought back some version of Rift or we made it capture the flag, if we brought that into Destiny, the, the problems with respect to Revoker would probably be nullified a little bit more because you are running around the map, you have to uh, rotate a lot more, and you don't sit and camp in CTF game modes. You have to move. Obviously, on mouse and keyboard, people can aggressively snipe with Revoker because of its low range. Sorry, it's low zoom and max range, so very, very generous aim assist. Um, but you won't have this passive campy play style that you see now. Furthermore, CTF gives an objective, and competitive game modes need objectives. Look at every esports in the history of ever anything. Um, and I know that's potentially opening us to that meme of Destiny Two being esports ready. But uh, <laughs> no, I've, um, I've, I've wanted it forever. I uh, I was actually a Halo Three pro when I was younger. Pro, right? quote unquote. I played nice. a lot of the uh, tournaments and LAN parties and all that fun stuff. So, so you know, so you know, you had MLG Slayer, you had MLG CTF, you had mm -hmm. a few of these gamers that were just about, you know, the objective and the slaying takes a back seat. Three peaking might be more of a thing in CTF. It, it might, it might be a thing in CTF, but it won't be as big of a thing as it is now. So for me, I say start with the game mode and then remove the ability to three peak because beyond anything else, that is what needs to change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, the three peaking another one. It stops the the flow of the match, in my opinion, is what it really feels mm. like. You know, if if you're on a small map and everybody's pushing together and you all meet in the middle point, like on burnout, everybody meets in the middle. You know, or uh, retribution last week. I found that a lot of the games that we played, everyone met in the center. Then mm. it was a sprint to the center. It was a battle at the center. Rounds were quick. The flow felt a lot better um, than something along the lines of like how people sit outside with triple snipers like last weekend and they don't move and they play to time right. every single time. You don't really, I mean, I can't play that way personally. I'm a very aggressive player. Sure. Um, it's very difficult for me. I mean, I run shotgun on controller on PC, which is God awful for movement speeds. <laughs> it really is. But I mean, that's kind of the thing that, you know, I've figured out how to adapt towards that. But when we're trying to push somebody and you have three snipers just sitting in the back, holding a lane it's it makes it near impossible to keep the flow of the game going mm. that's just something that. i've noticed um yeah so 
I mean, we talked about the two issues. What would you two recommend to potentially fix it or improve it, make it a little bit more build the ecosystem? Really, that's what we really want. Is sure. is how can we grow the ecosystem enough to make it more fun to to play for newer I'd people, s- for experienced people? So I'd I'd say rotate the game mode. Um, have a couple of interesting another one different takes on trials like have a trials of osiris clash version have trials of osiris mm-hmm. not control because control doesn't play well in threes <laughs> right. uh trials of osiris rift i keep coming back to rift and it's like at this point it's not even a meme it's just like i miss rift <laughs> i love rift I'm, I, it was yeah. definitely and we'll, we'll but, get into that too but yeah just like i think for a lot of people you don't like for the people who aren't particularly good at trials you don't see them going into the elimination playlist to improve because they feel intimidated by it and i think if it was a simple if if there was a way to simply just change the game mode for trials that could make it more fun that could make it more varied it could also entice different people to play what if you had trials of osiris supremacy you know that's such a fun casual light game mode that if you had a week where you just did trials supremacy it could be it could be a wild card but completely different from what we're used to with elimination because it's the same stale experience with no real rewards it's it's um yeah i, I could i could go on but i Anthony, think I'm you're, sure you have I think you're making well. me uh making me second guess bringing you on here trials supremacy <laughs> Ugh. hey man i'm just throwing <laughs> ideas i'm throwing ideas we need so much ideas, it, man. it's it's all it is is clash with extra steps <laughs> oh my god are you me holy crap i say that all the time i say it all it's, the time it's really Anyways. It is. <laughs> all right amphi what do you got what do you think would make trials what make it more happy for you to hop into trials with either stacked or helping or anything else um i mean it's probably not gonna happen but disabling emoting and not having heavy i I mean, it's for yeah. two rounds of the game, but heavy can literally determine like a, a swing of the momentum if they just have like, because all the heavy exotics and stuff, like, it's just, I don't know. Like, there's so many broken things with it, in my opinion. Absolutely. Can I be an edgelord real quick? Go for it. I actually quite like the heavy round in, in Trials of Osiris because there's an objective to play for, and people You're aren't. not wrong. Like you're not you're not camping too. as much. Yeah, I definitely like, see thing, that as well. The the thing for me is like if you're gonna three peak on the heavy round, well you deserve to lose the round. If you're gonna yeah. three peak at all, you deserve to lose. But on the heavy <laughs> round, it makes it more real. Right. That's true. Give me one second. Also, my dog is tearing apart my downstairs. Hold on, we'll be right back. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> One thing I wish they would do is just like give us more control or give us yeah. options for like different heavy timers and like private matches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or like being able to turn off, like, say, when the dawning or like all those events yeah. come out. Oh, my God. Just being able did to you, turn that off. Did, did, did you did games. You... Did you play through the revelry last year? No. Uh wait, revelry. That was the one where you picked up like 
a, a lot of orbs and it was active in trials and comp and everything. It was horrible. Right, we're back. This is definitely the most interesting scrimcast I've had so far. <laughs> yeah, dude. We're just vibing, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're all good here. It's dog was running around downstairs, which he's not usually down here. We had some uh, Discord issues. We're, uh, I don't know if I want to risk turning the lo-fi back on yet. Nothing, nothing <laughs> that's worth having comes easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right, where were we? We were talking about improvements in trials. Amphi, you were uh, you were going through it. Oh uh, yeah. I, another thing I feel like doesn't need to be a thing is some of the artifact mods. I feel like need to be disabled, like solar plexus and oppressive darkness. Uh. Yeah. yeah, I was just wondering if that was supposed to be like intended, like I think it, I think it was. Trials? I think it was as a general game mechanic, just as much as stasis is going to be a thing in Beyond Light. Yeah, um, it's just it's just you're selling the experience, so you want to experience the experience in in every facet of the game. So I it was, love I, experience I, it on Top Tree Dawn. It's great <laughs> across the map. So yeah. for me, I think. I think Solar Plexus is made worse by Top Tree Dawn, which is yeah. objectively the best class in the game. They have dodges, yeah. they have healing, and they have yep. a ranged melee. Like, get the yep. fuck out of here. Sorry, it's am I like allowed to swear the, on this? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, it's, so it's fucking Top Tree Dawn, in. right? A hundred percent. That's that's my favorite, and uh, that's actually a great segue to roll into. Um, let's talk about what's the best class, and why is it Hunter? I mean... <laughs> I like you. I like you. You're brave. <laughs> I've uh, I've spent nineteen hundred hours twenty no twenty one hundred hours on Hunter in D two yeah. and I think I'm up to two hundred on a Warlock and maybe five in the Titan. So <laughs> to give an idea of where I sit, I definitely have a picture of a Hunter logo behind me and a Warlock logo and also only Hunters would actually buy the Trials of Osiris cap and then wear it. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> actually i gotta say i think i want to say my first week flawless to get the hat i'm pretty sure i was trying warlock oh yeah i was just learning secret it was i was just was it top three dawn i refuse to answer that question <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair i was on console at the time so yes it was top three dawn and the movement was absolutely broken but since then right. i've actually steered away from top tree dawn and in scrims i'll either roam um i'll either run devour mm. or i'll run air clubs yeah top tree arc is really good those nades yep I would the say... nades are in scrims especially the nades are are perfect because everyone sits very close together and pushes mm -hmm. together so i would say i think hunters have really interesting build potentials uh one thing i'm going through right now is bottom tree arc with mm -hmm. frosties Ooh, that's like yeah. instant dodge right there instant dodges um like ability regen that sort of thing like it just like Yo. stacks on stack so that's, that's smart for sure doing that and also um eight like mobility spec gemini jesters as well for the tighter mm -hmm. matches for the tighter maps um I'm just thinking, what else? What other builds do I have? I was going to do a Graviton Forfeit uh, top tree. Sorry, Graviton Forfeit bottom tree Night Stalker, but the super kills me every time. 
So mm. it's 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 a problem. You spec max, dis- you try and do a max discipline build on that so that you can smoke bomb yourself and then get full nade back. It's and then mm. paired with the press of darkness. It's it's an interesting build for sure. Um, but in terms of like full like just killing potential, the best class in the game is top tree dawn. It it just doesn't come close, especially when you pair it with solar plexus. I would say most of the Titan classes are also really, really good, especially Thundercrash. That thing lasts way too long and needs a nerf yesterday. Even after um, it's nerf, it still yeah. needs it, yes. Um, yeah. One of my favorite underrated classes is Blade Barrage for uh, Shutdown. And I, okay. love running, I love running it, but it, it's not competitive. Yeah, I... It can the be in scrims, though. It absolutely can. Um, yeah, yeah, it can, but you have to pray that your hit reg is good. Yeah, so I have one guy that runs with me in scrims a lot. Uh, his name's Sierra. He mm-hmm. runs um, he runs Sentinel Shield, the uh, shoulder charge Sentinel Shield. Oh, I hate him. I hate and him. And he wins a lot of scrims because he just slams into people. He doesn't use his shoulder charge just running around the map like most you know Striker Titans do. He saves it for if someone pops a super like an arc staff and charges him, he'll shoulder charge that guy. Or if he'll suppress him out. Exactly. And then we push up behind and, and get the pick out of it. Um, or he'll, you know, he's got it timed right where he can jump up and shoulder charge the Dawn Blade out of the sky and then just punch him again, get the overshield and run it through. Right. Which it's, it actually is proven to be really, really powerful. Yeah, I don't like him. Tom, Tom, I don't like him. <laughs> I will. He, I don't uh, know. I also like uh, bottom tree uh, gunslinger, just dodging mm-hmm. away and getting your weighted knife, or just going on a streak with your knife. Uh, so fun. Yep. And uh, unfortunately, in scrims, that's not as feasible. Um, I was playing with a couple of the Face It guys on Monday, and one of them spent, I think, three or four matches trying to chain throwing knife. And we lost. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> we lost every time. He got me throw- once with throwing, it. <laughs> throwing knife is, is such a icing on top of the... It's it's the cherry on top of the icing of the cake sort of thing. It's just one of those things like, here's a wild card that you're not expecting. Boom. Done. Thank you very much. It, I would never try and primary it outside of sixes. Yep. No, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's uh, that's one of those things too. Is the whole, Most of the basis on this is separating more from sixes and competitive you know cheese mm. to tournament play to scrim play um that sort of thing mm. and it's a lot more like you can use um lucky pants like right. uh oh man i'm blanking on the name right now but uh he runs lucky pants on his own clear thank you yes look clear runs lucky mm. pants and that is that's his go-to as a hunter so that he can switch and his hand cannon's always loaded. Fantastic. Um, it's it's brilliant. It absolutely is. And then you know you have the guys that run Karnsteins for their warlocks versus transversives. Or yeah. runs Aphidians with a shotgun. Like I do that. If there's two warlocks on my team, I'll run Aphidians and my mm-hmm. shotgun, and I will just fly in punch, fly in punch. Right. And yeah, that's I run uh, Dragon Shadow on Hunter mm-hmm. like all the time because that max handling is just so nice. Like, and the Wraith, uh, Wraith Metal Mill, I think it's yep. called, is yeah. so good. For some reason, I cannot adjust between non Wraith Metal and Wraith Metal. 
I don't know mm. what it is with, with my snaps, with my turns, with my rotations, but it just does not flow well for me. Because you're um, used to a certain pacing that Wraith Metal Mill offers you, that you become so used to it that you incorporate it into your playstyle. And it's, for us as humans, we're, we're very, we, we gravitate to things that are easy. That's how we make them habits. So when things, when we see a, a better path forward, we naturally tailor our, our habits and our instincts to, to favor that. So in the case of Destiny 2, you've got Wraith Metal Mail, you're, Metal Mail, you're getting a, a, a buff to your handling, you're getting a buff to your everything, basically. And so instinctually, without you even realizing, you're starting, starting to free up some time in your head for your playstyle to be a little bit more aggressive, to get back into the fight quicker. That when you get out of it, it's and you use a different exotic, it feels really off. It's kind of like when you main stompies for like a year and then you try something else yep. because you know there's a different there's a whole game out there. <laughs> and then you realize you're oh crap, I can't <laughs> actually I can't actually move. I'm slow. It's yep. like no, you were just fast before. Yep. So it's it just it always requires some adjustment. But yeah, getting getting locked into a certain playstyle, like you'd never want to be a one trick pony ever, because it makes you a worse player. Absolutely. Uh, my problem is, so I'm a, I'm a stompy main as, as much as I hate to admit it. Um, but I come from console where breaking the field of view is how you win matches. Yeah. Especially on console because you can't look up fast enough for a stompy's hunter jumping over you. Yeah, um, and everyone has the turning circle of a small moon. Exactly. So that's, that's kind of why I, I mained that. So I'm kind of just used to it at this point. But when I run something like Dragon Shadow, when I'm running face it and there's two hunters in there, I find that I can't hit my shots when Wraith Metal is active. Hmm. As, as crazy as that sounds, I overcorrect for the snaps for my turns for snipes and stuff that I just mm. completely whiff past. Probably it's just a, a practice thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it's just hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, or I can just say I'm sticking to stompies. <laughs> right, 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 right. I have found that I've started testing out other other builds, but I'm having a lot more fun testing things on Warlock than I am on Hunter, as, as crazy as that sound. And then Amphi, what uh what do you suggest for exotics? What do you what's your what's your fancy? What do you like running? Any um, class? Um Hunter is like Dragon Shadow or sometimes Stompies. Uh Warlock, I'm pretty basic with the ophidians or the uh transversives and then usually dunes on titan mm -hmm. or i've been <laughs> I, i'm kind of uh you know in trials you gotta like pull out all the stops especially if you're playing cheaters i rock the ursas and i get my super <laughs> yes. back good man that's brilliant that is uh chad is blowing up with saying uh, mask of the quiet one on titan is super underrated it oh is. I wouldn't know because I don't touch Titan, but everyone's saying once they got it, they have never taken it off. Isn't it the same as One-Eyed Mask, really? No, it is. Uh, I can't remember the exact perk. I'll look it up real quick. So I want to say with One-Eyed Mask's nerf, it's pretty much exactly the same as Mask of the Quiet one. It's a baby One-Eyed Mask with ability regen. Got it. Okay. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. Um, it's 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 uh, tailored to towards grenade playstyles. Oh, so the solar grenade spam. Yeah, this this <laughs> item restores twenty percent of the player's health when a grenade deals damage to an enemy. Okay. Like any time you take damage. Good lord. Right. 
Anytime you take wow. damage, you get ability regen. So that's why that's why it's banned in scrims. That makes a lot of sense. Grants ability energy when you're damaged. That's mm -hmm. why people do it when they they rock the take the all dance because they're like, hey, you can shoot me, but you're not gonna kill me, and I get ability regen. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they start God, chaining their their slams or their strikes sense. and stuff. Look yep. at this. This is what this is here for. This is yeah. This is perfect. Um. All right. Well. Uh. We've had our our favorites on on armors and loadouts. Let's talk weapons. What uh, what do you guys prefer in a competitive setting? What's your what's your go tos? Are you well? You see, if you say anything other than dire dire promise and fell winters, you're wrong, because dire hmm. promise and fell winters is the best loadout in the history of the game. It's so skilled. Absolutely. And, not. Um, you know, like <laughs> the 92 aim assist. Well, it's it's really just just it's it's the absolute minimum. You definitely need it. Uh, you need to be rocking, you need to be wall skating, you need to be jumping up in the air, you need to be Icarus modding everything, you know, otherwise, who, who are you really? You're just, I feel just personally attacked from the statements. <laughs> you know, like, who are you trying to be? Panda? Well, clearly not. You're not rocking a dark hand in hand, dire promise in a fell winters. Like, who the hell do you think you are? Okay, on a serious note, um, I am a double primary main at Scrims, and it works really well. Because it when you say double primary, are we talking like what are we talking here for a double primary? Sidearm. We're talking and we're talking cold cannon. denial. We're talking Ooh. cold denial Ooh. and an SMG. Ooh, the, no. the calico. Okay. I do swap between Icolos and Hero's Burden quite regularly. The nine okay. Here's a here's a here's a tech tip for you. Um <laughs> 900 rpm smg adaptives need a nerf yesterday they're stupid they're really good <laughs> specifically 900 rpm adaptives this is like foggy notion hero's burden um there's there's another one that's that's very popular as well in that archetype but go try it out it's not 900 r lightweight just trackless 900 waste. Adaptive. trackless wastes yeah wait no i thought that was 750 was no. it no that's 900 Okay, well there you go. Um, so try that out. So that's that, that's my one. scrim loadout of choice. I personally try and stay away from special because I feel like it makes me a worse player. Mm, I know okay. that's a controversial statement, but there's nothing to me at this point skilled about using a beloved and getting a, getting multiple kills. There's nothing skilled to me about using fell winters and getting a team wipe. Um, I'm very much a primary player. Maybe I'm old-fashioned. Maybe I'm a bit too Halo in my own DNA. <laughs> Maybe I just missed D2 year one. But uh, that's yep. my uh, that's my loadout of choice. And that's that that right there is why I sit in in scrims more than I enjoy anything else. Is it takes a little bit more skill for sure, and especially with the the pickups that we run, we run a lot with you know the band cam girls. We run a lot with the uh, um, the Nobis boys, things like that. Mm. And they're all very, very. Anytime somebody hits with anything other than a primary, you'll instantly see in the chat window, "Where's your primary at?" <laughs> yeah, is is kind of how it runs out. Um, and well, just 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 let me uh, recover your account. I'll just play Cold Denial, and then you just shit talk them. Like <laughs> <laughs> I try and run. Yeah, Kelly um, Swash. Oh, yep. such a nasty roll. I don't yeah. like Cold Denial. Out of every wow. pulse, I have a last perdition that I absolutely adore. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I have a last perdition that I absolutely adore. The, the the stability on it and the recoil is incredible in my opinion. Mm. Um 
but for some reason, cold denial doesn't. I was running this morning and it did not feel right. It really didn't. It's so I switched low, back it's to the low position. zoom that throws a lot of people off because the, when they play with 340s, even the RPM is quite slow. Like, unless mm -hmm. you know how to pace that, play that kind of play style. Uh, to me, it reminds me a lot of Halo Reach's DMR. Yes, that is what it like is. Like, very slow, measured at distance. Make sure your aim is crispy. Obviously, controller, MNK, bullet magnets, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But it just feels right to me. It, it, it works for me. Absolutely. It, ma it, it makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, if I'm, running, if I'm running scrims, I actually try to avoid Dire if I can, and I usually run Thorn. Don't get me mm. wrong. I, yeah. love, I love Thorn. Um, especially on PC. I hated it on, I hated it on uh, console. The recoil pattern on it was just god-awful. Right. But on PC, it feels very smooth, and that's kind of what I've been running thanks to uh, Mr. Noise Tank. He uh, runs nothing but Thorn, and that was kind of where yeah. I picked it up from. I like I like Thorn as a utility weapon because it just it gets the opponents to think about everything a little bit more mm -hmm. when they tick. Well, when they're ticking, they they don't push lanes and they push back. Yeah, and also it's free wall axe in a way with the with the damage. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then I'm. I'm actually trying to get away from Bone Winters a little bit, and I'm actually mm. testing out. Uh, I've been testing the Seventh Seraph lately. That, yeah, I have a, I have a disgusting sure. Seventh Seraph roll. Um, oh, amazing perks! Oh, it does, and I, I love running around with it because it's a lightweight. I can mm. sprint around and and get the lightweight buff on from it. Chat's talking about um, if you're proposing a nerf to nine hundreds, that could affect Risk Runner as well, though. I feel like Exotic's got a different pass on the tuning because oh, no but they do get caught well, up in yeah. buffs as well because i remember pulses got buffed for uh like end of last season right and then vidrowing yep. got a stealth buff as well so did graviton so did graviton so yeah but the thing is risk runner is a pve gun like if you nerf oh. like the pure <laughs> wait, I, wait i've had wait. somebody Go go for it. I'll I'll no 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 no. Like I understand like it works really well in PvP, but like the the exotic ability, it's it's very situational for PvP, and I feel like mm -hmm. it was definitely designed with PVE in mind. Yeah, no, definitely. I was playing Trials last week, and I always rock Waking Vigil, because like with a Revoker, because you know mm -hmm. basic. If you don't run Revoker, <laughs> you're obviously just basically you get your shots baited, and then you don't have any ammo, and you have to primary. And this dude is using Risk Runner and getting the Risk Runner procced because I was shooting him with Wiki. Oh no, <laughs> that's brilliant! Actually, that really is. What's the other? What's the primary um, submachine gun? It's Risk Runner, and then it's I can see it. It looks almost like a bullhorn on the front of it. Oh, Huckleberry! Thank you. Huckleberry is the other one. Yeah, Huckleberry is very good. Huckleberry as well is a nine hundred, isn't it? Um believe it is oh it's a set chat saying it's a 750 but it ramps up to a 900 mm -hmm. not only that but if you have the catalyst it auto reloads reloads on yeah saying but you gotta get kills with it right and it's it's tricky because i'd say huckleberry is great for sixes not so good in in threes mm -hmm. i can absolutely agree with that i absolutely can uh amphi what do you run I'm pretty basic, like I said. Uh, Revoker, Waking Vigil, or, you know, like Dire. Unsubscribe. Beloved. 
I know, I know, I know. Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't I I don't do like the whole like scrim stuff. I usually mm -hmm. if I'm like playing Crucible, I like to go for like montage clips and stuff. I don't know. I'm it's Honestly, just like yeah. that call when of duty kid in me. Scrims, so. Sure, no, no, absolutely. <laughs> this is a uh can I say another hot take? Uh -huh. Real quick, in in defense of you, Amphi. This is a casual game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Leave my podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I've just never like the whole scrim thing. It's like, well, you know, I could keep track of how many kills I'm getting in like quick play, or I could play scrims and not have the counter go up. I, it's a petty thing, but like. You know, like it's tracking like progress, how you're improving. So you probably care about KD too, is what you're saying. Like, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk KD then. Do you? Oh, I'm a support player. You're a support player, so you. Uh, I, you I have maybe I have maybe a one KD. I play for the win. I will get farmed as many times okay. as so I need not, to in order to get the win. Yeah, that's not as much a support player as that is. Um, a bait player and that's that's where i sit actually is. can i no this there's a better term for this guys like you guys need to see marketing professionals the, the term for this <laughs> is power bottom power bottom okay fair enough don't get me wrong i never bottom frag however there's games i pop off i definitely <laughs> sit about the 1.04 1.4 range katie and sorry say that again situations. i sit in about a 1.04 to a 1.4 range at the end of games oh, okay Okay, but I also so, play a lot of. Uh, I play with a lot of insane players that sit at two pluses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my lifetime is, I think it's one point five seven or one point somewhere around there, like high one point fives. Um, then the KAD is around two point one lifetime. Lately, though, since the change to CBMM, like I don't think I've. I think I think I've averaged around a three or maybe a three point two. It's it's just remarkably easy now with CB, CBM and quick play. In trials, I'm I'm around a one point one, like I'm I'm average ish. Um, but my playstyle is aggressive support, is what I'd say, or more more specifically, shock callers. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I what what I do is I like to. Is I is I like to I like to fill in the gaps for my team, and what that means is basically say okay if we were if we were playing in trials okay let's say Bobby is the entry fragger you're gonna run in you're gonna try and get the first pick, Amphi is gonna try and stick with us and not get jibated into dying first. <laughs> Fair. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would operate the space in between. I'd move between the lines between the two of you. And I would uh, attempt to support you both as best I can. The two two main characteristics you need for this kind of playstyle, which I've only seen in a few other players, uh, one is very very high game sense. You have to understand what's going on around you all the time. You have to understand your teammates' situations as much as you understand yourself, and you have to be able to sacrifice your own playstyle for the sake of the team. So for me, as much as I love being a cold denial main and and SMGing people at stupid ranges. Um, I will put on a thorn and a shotgun if I have to. I'll, I'll put on a snipe if I have to. I'll do whatever works best for the team and 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 basically sacrifice myself so the team can can win. Um, and I'll try my best to get get um, uh, I'll try my best to get kills. 
but my primary job is to make sure you don't die. So I let you have the glory as much as I can. You're the cover. That that makes perfect sense. I uh, kind of yeah. I sit kind of in the same boat, except for I always tell everybody that uh, my callouts are a lot better when I'm spinning around my ghost. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of where it sits at. Is I'll uh, I'll run in, get a pick of one trade, and then spin around my ghost and make the callouts for the other two. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same idea, except for I got I traded at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, so like I came from Siege before I played uh, like Destiny 2 and I was always the quote unquote hard breacher. So I was always the one that was like finding the bomb, um, making sure that like the site got opened, just anything to make sure that the round was won. And like even if like I got the bomb planted and then like still got killed like right after and we won the round that was basically like my job so i guess it's kind of just translated over into like trials and stuff mm-hmm. nice i mean it makes sense it really does a lot more slow play style than what i'm used to so yeah. we would actually play really well together because i would push and you'd follow yep i play a good bait all right let's uh i'm good with team shotting too though um let's uh let's dive into let's dive into weapons what if you could pick any weapon from d1 pre-nerf what would it be and why hulk moon (laughs) i feel like that's an obvious one um it is a boring (laughs) one no i I wouldn't say it i won't say hulk moon i need some time to think about it i'm for you go uh uh, I didn't play D1, one, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I played D1 okay. vanilla. Remember, pre 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 nerf in this current meta, Vex Mythic lost. Ah, <laughs> said the same thing, and I said the same thing. That's really funny. Mythic like lost was pre nerf was just filthy. It was insane. It was so much fun. I got it, and I I got it from a run, and then the day and the next day they nerfed it. So sorry, it's actually my fault. My bad. No, thanks. Uh, I'll remember that one. <laughs> that's a that's what I would love to see. Um, the other one, NLB. yep, Hammond NLB said it too. Was, you know, yeah, yeah, MLB was a great one. That was that was my go to in trials in D one. Mm. Uh, was then a land beyond. I was not a fan of the icebreaker. I hot take there. I didn't I, enjoy icebreaker. I didn't either, but it had a great scope. It had amazing aim assist, and you got free ammo. Yeah, I mean, so you get that with Revoker now. Hey, <laughs> got him. Yep. I mean, let's be real. Um, I use no land beyond a lot, and uh, yeah. if I was sniping, my sniping go to, and and if I could bring back any weapon, legendary or not, if I had to pick one and one only, it would be the Haro Defiance of Yasmin. Interesting. I don't know. So out of everything, out of everything, you pick the scout rifle. No, no, no. The Defiance of Yasmin was the sniper oh, it's a, rifle. It was the sniper. You're right. You're right. You're the right. Taking King. Yeah, yeah. And the hard one felt so good. I don't. I used it in PVE. I used it in PVP. That never came out of my energy slot. Interesting. No, I definitely made the the Defiance of Yasmin. I didn't main the Howard one. I never could get it to drop for me. Um, yeah, the aim assist on it was insane. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It was, it was definitely, especially the hard one. It, the the aim assist on it was just ridiculous. I loved it more than the 
1K Voices, or not the 1K yeah. Voices, but the Thousand Year Stare. Um, I don't know what it was, but it just felt so smooth. That was, I would love to see either a replica of that or that come back out of everything. Raspin and Luck was another really good one. Raspin and Luck was a, was a fantastic one. I really loved pre-nerf Vanquisher 8. It would be a 450 now, um, mm-hmm. but just the way it felt... I, I used it well after it was bad because it just felt like a great gun, to be honest. I'm actually not yeah. familiar with that one. What that's is the it new a... monarchy auto rifle. Oh, that's why. I was dead orbit to the end. Why am I here? What is that? <laughs> I was a hunter. Hunter, dead orbit, they always go together. Let's be real. True. I don't know. That armor set for, for new monarchy. I'm yeah, not it sure. Was, Maybe it's... Maybe it's just me because I like red, but like I don't know. Kavostov, I'm guessing, is going to come back. I, I, yeah, I have a feeling it can it, it can't not. They're doing all this nostalgia about the traveler giving us a gun with travelers yep. chosen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, Long I blew my mind. Really I started. I did. So I've never played Titan. I I went. I was Hunter when I was playing uh, D1, and I went back in like January, and I started a D1. Like it's. It's fresh, but it's not fresh because I'm not gonna like go in my vaults and take weapons from like my hunter. But mm-hmm. I started a Titan, and uh, my friend was like, "Yeah, uh, dismantle your Kavostov," and it like opened like an exotic quest. And I'm like, "What? Like, yeah. what kind of sorcery is that?" Like, yeah, I the, have no uh, idea. The buff Kavostov is is was nutty. That was a, that was a super fun one. And for you as a PvP PVE player, I would take Zala Supercell back. Uh yeah, I go. Isn't that, that basically actually. risk runner from what I've heard? It's risk runner that... with further range okay. and more stability. Okay. But the chain reached further and it bounced. Oh. So it would travel between enemies and bounce all the way around. So like uh when you're doing um I'll hold off on when when you're when you're doing it, because uh that'll be a fun segment to go into. Um what if you could bring back any activity? And I, I have a feeling I already know what No Man's going to say. What would you pick? Any activity. Don't pick a raid. Pick something other than a raid. What would you pick? SIVA patrols. SIVA patrols. Interesting. No. <laughs> I'm joking. I was like, interesting. Okay, okay. I'm, 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 I'm tracking. Um, any activity, not a raid. Mm-hmm. Mm. It could be a PvE activity. It could be a PvP activity. From D1 or just generally? We can do both, but mostly D1. I like to, I like to hear the nostalgia factor, but I mean, Infi is going to probably have something from D2 more than D1. From D1, um, probably Sparrow Racing League. No, oh, love it. That's certainly yeah. amazing. That I, I don't understand how that's not been a thing, especially when they were selling like this, like <laughs> athletic looking SRL looking stuff for Guardian so, games. I, I'm betting you. I would I would put my entire channel on the line and SRL is going to come back, um, mostly because the all of the sparrows still come with instant uh, with um, yeah. like disabling boost and you can spin and rotate and uh, boost left and right. Mm. That's all still that's all still coming out. So if they didn't want to bring that back, I don't think they would have included that on the sparrows. True. Just True. just from my from my perspective on that, I mean, or they got lazy you... and ported, or they got lazy and ported a bunch of code. That's true. Well, they said it's not coming back now. If you read the uh, 
if you read some of the notes from uh, DMG and Reddit and stuff, he says it's not coming back now. Okay, that's that's promising. Yeah, that's what they said in, in Forsaken, I believe, because we yeah. were talking about when the uh, um, oh, when the Tangled Shore came out, how it's got that backtrack that feels like Sparrow Racing. Mm. Really, like, what about the new dungeon, Rainbow yeah. Road? Rainbow Road is is another True. great one. It's 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 know. there. I make I make first timers walk that for the lulls. <laughs> <laughs> I usually try and uh, one run it without letting go of boost. <laughs> nice. It doesn't go well. Just saying. No, I can imagine not. No, <laughs> it definitely doesn't go well. Uh, Amphi, what do you got? What uh, what would you bring back if anything? Uh, well, like they haven't really taken much stuff away since I started playing. So I'm trying to think. I know it's a it's a little bit harder, but I mean they took away things like Iron Banner play modes, survival play modes. They took away. Uh, um... okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, mm-hmm. listen. Bring back Iron Burden, so I can get Max Triumph <laughs> score. Thank you. No, 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 no. I would suffer through it. I am no. 350 points off Max Triumph. Oh, I know, right? No, You're a completionist. I, I am. Yep. That's literally. I'm at 129,210, and it's 129,660, I believe now. Or no, Wait, you've actually got nearly the max. Yes, That's the I have every seal. I have every seal. I have every triumph. Yes, my man sat through Reckoner. Oh yeah, that was Oof. one of the first ones I got. Oof. Oh man, uh, I salute you, and also will gladly pay for your therapy when you need it. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I appreciate the. Are support. you kidding? Me? Let's be real. Reckoner is not near as bad as a uh, chronicler, in my opinion. What? Chronicler is pretty easy. You just do the truth to power cheese. Easy it's, peasy. It, yeah, but it's every single week. Bobby. 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 No, it's every three weeks. Right. Every three weeks. Sorry. So it's it takes what? A grand total of like 13 weeks altogether to get it done? Do you know do you know what you can do in between those weeks is you could play other games that bring you joy and happiness <laughs> and make you fulfilled in your life generally. Or you could, you know, take up cooking or knitting or something uh, maybe video editing maybe get a job with a video editor as a video editor for someone else as long as you just don't have to play gambit you know yes i i i drained myself of gambit getting this 21 percent delirium and i can't stand it anymore yeah i can't it's, i hate going to i so i don't entirely hate gambit i i don't know there's a lot of fun things to do with it. fun in quotes. Okay. You know, like running like a one, two punch build and just, you know, clearing the whole, the whole wave with, you know, with ease and going through the portal and invading and getting your army of ones and stuff. I don't know. I do it for like the weekly bounties because bright dust is too good. Yep. <laughs> I Brand do cringe when I see the uh, the might of the traveler, though. That's a uh, monk s. No doubt, that's a rough one. Um, I mm-hmm. think mine out of ev- <laughs> I gotta interrupt real quick from my thought because Pitch says is Amphi trying to convince us or himself why he keeps doing it? 
that was it's that okay, was worth stopping for. It's okay, Stockholm syndrome is a very real thing. It is. That's one of my favorite. <laughs> uh, that's one of my favorite dad jokes of all time. It was. Uh, I read a book on Stockholm syndrome. It was terrible at first, but by the end, I enjoyed it. Oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think if I could bring back anything from D1, and it, it could be the rose-colored glasses, but uh, the Alakul strike. The yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, that was a I great repeated drive. that strike so many times, and it never got dull. It really didn't. Tell you uh, what, it wouldn't be nearly as, as scary on PC, because part of, the, part of the scariness was the fact that you couldn't really see much, you couldn't turn around as much, yep. you didn't have a good field of view or anything like that. It was, like, it was a straight-up horror movie. It was. It was very much as it was the way it played, and like it had every it had every facet of a raid, in my opinion. Mm. Um, it did. It, it the way it the played out walkways. was yeah, the long walkways, the the mechanics, the bridges, mm. the giant room where you have to hit the you know you have to hit the servitors across the map, and right, and then you finally drop down at Alakul after beating a. Um, after beating the whole roll of thrall that run through you, and that's where I, that's where this tangent came into was the Zala supercell on that bridge was brutal. You'd hit the first thrall, you'd kill him, and it would chain entirely down the line, and it would take out a hundred and something thrall. It was terrible, but it was fun. It was a ton of fun. And then I think the other weapon I would probably bring back is the Touch of Malice. Call me crazy. I use Touch of Malice in PvP. No, I can see it. It was it was a it was a very interesting weapon. It was fun to use for sure. I'll never I'll never badmouth anybody's like weird um, weapon selection because I think there's a little bit too much like groupthink when it comes to like what weapons are the best. Right, one of my favorite creators right now is Frostbolt because mm -hmm. he just does insane shit with the worst loadouts. Mm -hmm. and and it's it just it opens your mind and just like gets you to think about well this game is is it's it's a it's a game that prioritizes fun and it puts fun things in the game for you to try out so go try them out so do you feel that bungie does forced medits no really i don't think i don't think that like i think they have an idea i think perhaps in year three there's this there's a hint of it um especially when it comes to pve with this like when they did the sniper change for shadow keep and they mm -hmm. reverted it because they for whatever reason thought yeah actually, what was no. that i I don't know what <laughs> happened there but when it comes to pvp i don't think there is like the, there is definitely an onus on bungie to to keep the experience fresh to keep people playing to keep them engaged i don't think they quite have it down to a silent science like they would in apex legends or valorant or uh, CSGO or anything where they specifically tune certain weapons. Right now, as we've seen, they can only tune by archetype. And sure. in very, very specific use case scenarios, they can cancel perks or disable guns or something like that. That being said, I think they do think about weapon balancing, and I think they've done a very good job overall, save for a few outliers. Um, it's not like they've accidentally stumbled upon this like really interesting meta where pretty much anything can be viable except for 150 scouts. By the way, <laughs> F in the chat for 150 scouts. I would say more um, 150 scouts. Let's uh, 140s, 110s, 180 hand cannons. 140s, 110s. But here's the thing: is like 140s I can do numbers with because it's a pacing thing. 
Uh, if I if I duel 150, I will just find some cover and then try and outsmart them. 110s need some love. They're going to get some love. Mm-hmm. Uh, 150 scouts are basically outclassed by 340 pulses because they operate in the same range, and the maps aren't designed for 150s anymore. Um, say for like Midtown and Vostok and a few yep. other big maps. With the exception um, of Jade. Jade is, I think, Jade the is the exception yeah. of the role. Right. Um, yeah, so th- the original question was like, do they do crucible bouncing, you said? Uh, do they? Do you feel like they have forced metas? Do they have forced metas? I, I don't think they have forced metas at all. Because I think the, the the fact that so many so many things are viable now, and you can do all sorts of crazy combinations of builds, like me doing double primary and do, dropping 20, 30 kills and scrims, I feel that's pretty pretty good evidence of the fact that they're trying to make everything work, and I think they've done a good job. Sure, sure, that makes sense. I scrims, yes. I would still, in my opinion, I think that they did a little too much with the 600 auto rifle. I think I if, agree I, there. If, they, if they could have picked any auto rifle to force into most use, the world drop, I would have liked to see 450s, personally. I would have loved to see Uriels get a buff versus... Which is really insane, considering Uriels can roll with quick draw and moving target. Absolutely. Absolutely, but it's yeah. a very it's a very specific role, and it's not sold by every single vendor in the tower. True, <laughs> you know it's, it's they should have kept denying behind reckoning, just like it was with sure, uh, sure. with spare rations. Yeah, absolutely. I I one hundred percent agree with that as well. I think I think six hundreds in the in the place that they're in, you can put a six hundred auto on of honestly any role on it, and I've tested this with summoners. And you can outgun TTK wise ninety percent of the crucible. Yeah, hundred percent because it's forgiving. There's aim assist, uh, bullet magnetism, that sort of thing. The thing is with six hundreds though, you have to be out in the open for you to get a kill. Like you can't really peak shoot with it like you can with hand cannons. So if you're gonna have a straight fight between HD mm, spin up says otherwise. <laughs> So yeah, Surus spin up is is an anomaly, but but that's you're talking about an exotic there, so you can't really true 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 do, true. do an equ- equivalent there. Um, when it comes to like what I think people miss a lot of the time is that when it comes to time to kill, yeah, the stats the stats are one thing, but they don't ever f- paint the full story. We're not talking about playstyle, we're not talking about builds, we're not talking about different classes, that sort of thing. Not that it should really factor in. The biggest thing is is playstyle. Um, hand cannon being able to peak shoot and doing a lot of burst damage mm-hmm. makes it the superior option for team shooting in my opinion uh, altars are great for sixes uh, and they're good in trials too but if I was going to enter a $10,000 tournament against G1 tomorrow mm-hmm. I'd rock a hand cannon I mean I'd say that I... yes and I've seen a lot of I mean G1 specifically will we'll attach onto that Hunter likes to run his tournaments with Seros allowed. He likes okay. to run his tournaments with um, really strange loadouts, still approved. Mm. And Seros was doing really well. It was just he was outgunned because it was a crutch weapon more than it was a skilled playset. What do you mean by um, crutch weapon? It's easier to spam a Seros in the corner and then step out, hit your shots, step back. Okay. Because you're not going to peek twice as it spun up because the TTK on a Seros, correct me if I'm wrong, is less than 0.4 on full spinning. That is correct. Um, 
and it's pretty it's pretty lethal as a neutral game too because it's mm -hmm. still a 600 rpm yep so if you use it like a normal 600 rpm and treat the uh spin up as a bonus you should be able to do numbers with it like oh, you should be able to do fine with it i see it i see it happen a lot um that's why it's it's banned from scrims that's why all 600s are and it's only 600s that are banned currently um mm. i know guys that run valkadin i know guys that run urials Mm. But it's it's six hundreds of the archetype itself that's that's the biggest issue. Yeah, I agree with that. That 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 right there is where I feel like Bungie might have done a bit of a forced meta. Um is they gave it a little bit too much love. It's got further range than a pulse, and it's got too much forgiveness in bullet spam. So I don't think that's that's necessarily evidence of a forced meta. I think that's evidence of a lack of place test testing at the highest levels. Bungie okay. doesn't. Bungie doesn't. Um, I, to my knowledge, Bungie does not have playtesters who are supremely skilled players to the level where they would say, "You know what? It's Wednesday night. I'm going to play some scrims with the boys." I don't think there's this test. They have probably have very good crucible testers, but to my knowledge, there's no like hardcore people like us, right? Right. Um, so we we can min max every weapon in in the in the game. We can find we can min max the situations in which it would be useful, just like redeem min maxes guns for PVE, right? Mm -hmm. um, they're more concerned with the PVE side of things, in my opinion, because that affects world's first races, that affects challenges, that affects like sort of the the flagship marquee activities that they advertise consistently throughout the course of a season. No, they have never shown an interest in scrims. They've never shown an interest in an interest in high end PVP beyond trials of osiris and yep. the trials of osiris 600s are overshadowed immensely by three peaking and revoker um well, from yeah from that. my perspective from my perspective like the 600 tuning and the and the decisions made for the 600 tuning remind me a lot of 140 tuning in Shadowkeep, the sure. double body 140s yeah it's just it, it was like an oversight it didn't feel I'm like it was one. super broken or super malicious or super like intentional it just was just like, oh, well, damn, oops. Yeah, we went a little too far. Right. Was kind of yeah, I could see that. I really could. Um, I go off of mostly trials report, and usually what sits at the top of trials report every single week is annoying hunger. Revoker some revoker summoner annoying hunger. Yeah. Yep. But it ninety nine percent of the time, with the exception of a map like uh, when we played anomaly. Hmm. The primary weapon at the top of the leaderboard every single time by a large margin after after obviously the hard light nerf is gnawing hunger. Yeah. Yep. That's kind of the you know, that, that should give some sort of a an evidence of they made it too easy to get. Yep. They made it too forgiving. Also... Plus like season five snowing hungers were still viable, right? Like they have a ten sixty mm. power cap. Oh yeah, absolutely. Also, Absolutely. don't be surprised if uh, you see a lot more Bastions this weekend in Trials because of the exotic Cypher smile. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've had my Bastion. I haven't even yeah. touched it. Oh, yeah. No, I have it too. But It's a lot more It's a lot more viable on console. Bastion is... I don't, I don't get near a Bastion user if I don't have to. Like, I sit back and try and snipe them, but it should not kill you with one of the it's like what three cartridges or whatever it should tell you three like pellets two like two, two pellets, pellets? To mm -hmm. two to kill three to get a super yep yeah like 
It's two to go, three to get a super. Uh, Zero, can you correct that? Um, Nomads is a YouTube channel. He put it in here. It is Ascendant Nomad 1. Sorry, I wanted to correct that to make sure that the uh, um, the Scrimcast command was updated correctly. Yeah, no worries. Nomad, we dropped Has anyone your, uh, tried uh, uh, rebound in Lake Crucible? Because that's a 600 RPM as well. I don't mind it, but I would not use it over something like a um, summoner or something. Uh, mm -hmm. Fair enough. Absolutely. I 100% I agree with that. Um, there you go, Zero. Thank you. That's That right there is uh, is Nomad's channel. Why uh, Have you ever thought about coming back to streaming? Do you know what? Like, I've... Okay. Okay. No, 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 no. Wait, let me flip this on you for a second. Why are you, why are you asking me this? Because I noticed that you're doing the, you're doing your Sunday school in your discord sure. every Sunday. Yeah. Why not open that up for everyone to be able to see as well? More than just people. In, is there a reason that it's people in your discord? Cause I know, I know a lot of people would love to tune into that and just watch and lurk. Yeah. And I mean, I, I do stream it to the, I do stream it to the discord. Um, but honestly, it's it's a it's a combination of things. Um, like the Discord's open. If you want to join, you can join. Mm -hmm. Like no, nobody's stopping you. Um, but I don't stream because I do have a personal goal that I want to reach a certain level of YouTube subscribers. I don't really want to stream before that. Um, okay. And it's it's just something like because I quit Twitch for YouTube and I want to reach my goals with YouTube before I come back. I'm not a full time creator. I do this very, very occasionally. I, I work a 60, 70 hour job. Um, so I don't have the time to be perfectly honest. And I just, I do it. I, I don't make YouTube videos regularly either. So between what little time I do have, I'd rather spend that time. Sure. Um, I, working on YouTube. That's, that's pretty much the, the only reason. And yeah, Oath's in the chat here. Um, yep. Oath was just talking yeah, about that. Oath does stream it, and I stream it to the Discord because it's just it's there. It's easy to set up, right. um, and we have talked about like potentially like just coming back to Twitch just to host it. But at this at this moment, it's not on the cards. Sure, I mean, I, I that was just something I was wondering about when I was trying to find some vods to play for you. Um, oh yeah, no, you won't find them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I wasn't able to, but I I'll, I've got your YouTube videos on on a re constant roll right now. Um, but I was just curious about that because I mean, somebody with your skill set and your knowledge base, I feel would do very, very well on I appreciate a, that on on the platform. I do. Um, just going through your videos, like this is probably the third time I've gone through all of your videos. As much as I what? Yeah, I gotta I gotta study who I uh, who I'm interviewing. Let's be real. Oh, true. Okay, <laughs> so it's it's not because you like them. You just had to do your homework. I got it. I got it. You enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. I did. Uh, no, I'm just busting your balls. Don't yeah. worry. I'm not a I'm not a full time streamer either. I'm not a full time content creator. Um, I have a full time job. Yeah. I have three kids. I have a wife. I also am part founder of an org so i spend a lot of i mean time okay listen buddy that. you can just tell us you main bygones all right you don't have to go i into definitely such do detail. not I, I, I don't mean bygones i don't i have a god roll bygones i don't mean bygones uh, bygones yotan uh, absolutely not i don't have yotan i refuse oh. to get it refuse i refuse to get a yotan and i the only reason i have a bastion is because a buddy of mine recapped it for me <laughs> Ooh. well charles had recov fits the bill 
Yeah. If, it, if it talks like a duck. <laughs> I mean, if it doesn't, so I don't, I do, I do help. I do trials help. I do comp help. Um, yeah. I do not charge for any of it ever, ever, ever. I yeah, no, absolutely not. Like it's, it's for me, I'm very much against uh recuff culture. Um, I think it, it it's, it's a negative thing for the destiny to flow population okay. because it's already so low. Um, especially on PC, when you go to high, high brackets of SBMM, I don't think there's enough incentive for the average player to play comp and sure. you put SBMM on it. And then you, you have the recuff scene going on people. Some people want the rewards, but they're unwilling to, to go on the personal journey that it takes to get good at the game, sure, sure. which is, which is emblematic of two things. First of all, destiny two does have a somewhat of a skill curve to it. And secondly, people care about the game so much that they like, it, it's just so weird, man. Like, they do care about the game, but they don't want to play the game because the state of the game is not good for PvP. It's it's just like the most heartbreaking catch-22, or maybe that's not the right term, but I, I feel like you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. So I had, I had a lot of the same feelings um, back in year one, and then uh, I was playing with some friends, and they had a family member that had severe mental... Um, disabilities and mm. could not play pvp mm. could not but they wanted recluse they right. were very very good at pve and it was also when recluse was incredibly powerful it was you know most lfgs if you didn't have recluse mountaintop they wouldn't let you on right they, they wouldn't even let Gal you play on it. 2.0 yeah they wouldn't let you play oh, on it at right. all so they asked me about it and they said you know i, I wouldn't miss this otherwise and that right there to me was some people cannot get things like cannot get things like recluse, cannot get things sure. like Pinnatop. Um and hopefully when they now that they're sunsetting stuff, they add in new pinnacles that are worth grinding for. But I mean I help people get their Komodo, I help people get their, you know, their uh um recluse, their their mountaintops, things like that, just so that they could do what they were good at. Sure. It, it's it's one of those things where they spent you know three four five seasons and they couldn't even hit fable mm. and it's just their ability to move and play against other people and it's a little different than pve where you're just spamming ads yeah and that was kind of that was kind of a turning point for me where it was i'm happy to help people um i'm happy to recov for low man like that it's it's no different if i'm playing you on their account versus if i'm playing on my account personally um in trials anyway obviously so let me clarify my stance on the recup then because I, I i do agree with what your stance and i i think that's very honorable and and very kind of you to do that for your friends when it's for people who have a legitimate reason to perhaps need, seek a little bit of help whether it's medical whether it's um mm -hmm. like anxiety or whatever issues they may be going through um, like for me, I've, I've recovered for my friends who are literally just like the only reason they can play is because they're out of town for a funeral or, or they're in hospital or something like that. Like there's, if there's a proper reason why they can't play, then I'm not against recups. It's the paying for it because you're too lazy to improve recups. Absolutely. Paying, paying yeah, for I it agree. because you're too scared. Uh, paying for it because you're you know, you, you, you don't, you, you don't want to go through the challenge like you're afraid of challenge. Like that's the stuff I don't care for. 
So I'd, sure. I'd, the line in the sand is is not as black and white as I made it out to be. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna touch a little bit more on them too uh, for the chat as well. There is an entire directory of people that do free help, free recups, mm. free carries. There, if you scroll down to the bottom of the directory, you will find people with one, two, three viewers that are just saying, "Hey, I'll do help." Anything. Yeah, we do it. In, we do it in Encore as well, but we do it so that you play with us. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, Crit's a Crit's a good buddy of mine too, and I've I've watched. Um, I've been around with him since before Revere, or not Revere, but uh, um. Oh man, ravenous! Well, thank you, ravenous. Yeah, yeah. I was I've been around with him since before ravenous, and and uh, crits a good a good dude. So is Glow. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I know. They both are. They're both they're, good good eggs. They're both very very strict on. You're not paying me for this. I'm helping you. Right. I'm helping you learn how to play it, and I'm helping you through it. Um, they're a great example. They're kind of where I got my example from. I got them from. You know, Crit and um, Glow and Vixel and Halo. Those guys are, are kind of my inspiration on never charge for it. Just help them out. Um, well, here's the thing. It's like you can't like you can't build community if you're trying to emphasize the transactional nature of whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's it's just like, OK, you're a service now. You're not a person. Exactly. You're just, you're just a you're just a utility, a tool to be mm -hmm. used and then discarded, and that's not how you make friends. That's not how you build communities. Like, you, like you you hang out in Crit and Glow's chats. Like they're super nice people, super cracked at the game, and they're so humble about it as well. Um, and like I, I'm very biased because I did recruit them for Encore, <laughs> but I'm but like I have nothing but all the time in the world for people like them and for everybody else in the directory who goes out of their way to spend some time to help others, whether it's PVE, PVP, or Gambit. Oh, <laughs> to yeah. put that in the separate category. But yeah. I mean, yeah. there's guys like Benj and, and girls like Shit right. that do Gambit help. 100%. And they never charge for it. And that, it's admirable, or admirable, words hard. Um, it's admirable to have any of that, in my opinion, is, is anyone from their facet that has a skill set that other people right. can't do it. You it's know. like like whatever happened to just playing with friends, you know? Mm -hmm. Apparently, yeah. people want to pay for that because they can't find friends. It's, Question mark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it really is the the ecosystem of of the game itself, where it's in this low, especially. A lot of my friends right now, if I honestly, if I didn't stream and play with the people that I did and meet the people that I have, mm. most of my original friends have moved on to Warzone or. Um, moved on to something you know something else whatever they whatever they could mm. find for the honestly among us has been doing incredible numbers yeah, yeah, on yeah. The directory it it's holding the viewership five times the amount of destiny on a day-to-day -day basis yeah 100 percent. it's just it's a party game. Flavor, flavor of the week right now yep and before yeah, that it was Fall guys yeah exactly Fall guys was before that um it's just one of those things where it's like the current state of the game we have to find something to keep ourselves happy with it and making us want to come back every day and that's what i've found in scrims and i'm hoping that uh i'm hoping that we can get others in chat to feel the same way um over time that's kind of the the purpose here um, to, uh to touch on the whole like glow thing mm -hmm. um i met him through crit and 
I had never played Trials. I played a little bit of Elim, and Glow helped like me improve so much. Like what I learned from him, I was I started out as like a shotgun main. Mm -hmm. Like all I did was ape with a shotgun, and then like I just like started sniping, and that man like taught me so much stuff. He was always like so like you said, like humble and like understanding and like really yeah. gave really good constructive criticism. Didn't just put you down. You know, he's really, really good dude. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. Um, I forget. I think I found crit on Twitter one day. He posted something about something he was dealing with and I ended up popping into his stream randomly because he posted it on Twitter and I'm beyond glad I did. I found him there and then I followed the chain through Vixel. Um, Craig introduced me to Vixel, introduced me to Glow, Normal Pitch, uh, Anchor Light, all those guys, uh, and that's kind of where we built from. So let me open it up to chat real quick. Um, this is going to be the portion where they're going to ask questions in chat, and then we can talk about it for maybe, we'll say, 10 minutes or so, and then we'll jump into um, practical knowledge. We'll jump into the map of the week. And sure. we'll run it out. Uh, chat, what questions do you have? I know Inspirational has been chopping it a bit. He's a he's a very active face it player. Um, and he likes to learn specifics on mostly lanes and, and along those aspects. So uh, Inspirational, what you got first? Because I know that you've been dying for this. Will I become a god on M&K? <laughs> um, there's, there's this... Um... Not sponsored, but there's this lovely program uh, called Aim Perfect. And, uh, <laughs> Are we talking about the twenty four ninety nine or the thirty? <laughs> oh, they have free trial, you see, and you can get your money back guaranteed. No, fuck them. For real, that was that was a cap. That was a cap. Nobody, uh, nobody clipped that. <laughs> oh, King 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 has on has to be on. Yep. Yeah, it's the, the, the GG. Good. GG's good to see you. <laughs> oh, I felt anyways. Um yeah, I mean, how do you feel good with M and K? I would say continue playing with it personally. Um, Ooh, I can I can I can answer this one. Do it, please. What you got? I mean, both of you play M and K. I cannot answer this one. I am a controller player, so Amphi, do you want to go first or I I mean just practice. It it definitely does help. Like if you work on like your reflexes and like Kovacs and stuff. That's not the end all be all, but Kovacs definitely helps and just, you know, getting that muscle memory down. It's the same with like using a controller. Honestly, you, you learn like the, the muscle memory of everything and yeah. So a little, little training exercise I used to give myself when I was trying to get better uh, in D2 year one was using a 150 scout and PVE. That shit is hard. <laughs> it just it does not work uh so you really have to be mindful of your movement your shots it helps you become a destiny player it becomes it helps you become a better destiny player if you make pve hard for yourself by using non-meta stuff and it makes you really really emphasize the crits um but honestly something that really helped was just playing other games just like for me when you're when your base mechanical skill is very low literally anything will help it's just about playing more games getting the practice in getting used to moving your muscles in different ways getting that muscle memory going uh will not happen if you don't know which muscles to engage so 
whether it's Fortnite, whether it's uh, Apex, whether it's Valorant, whether it's CS or Destiny, H one, the OG, OG VR, all of that, hundred percent, all of that. Like play games, and then once you feel like you've got a decent aim, then start working on perfecting it in your game of choice. Sure, sure, that makes perfect sense. Um, Inspirational asked this question. So it says, what do you do in this situation? Your team is losing pretty bad in the scrim match. What do you do to help your team bring it back mentally and in the actual game? How do you, keep them how do you coach them up? How do you, do you take gotta charge? You got to be positive. You got to figure out what you guys are, if you guys are pushing um, like on your own and you're causing to just get like crashed on by multiple people, then you got to, you know, just kind of learn from your mistakes i agree with with pretty much all of that i'll take it one step further is that when i do play in scrims with teams that are perhaps on the on the on the lesser foot uh lesser foot weaker foot when they're on the weaker foot and either we're outmatched by gun skill or we're just playing against some very good players what i just say is like look we run together we hold hands because they can't kill all of us at the same time, which unless they're in a super, obviously, then that's a different story. Yeah. But or they're an overload champion. <laughs> yeah. But there's something a lot scarier if you're on a team and you suddenly see three people. Like it doesn't matter what stage of the game you're at, it doesn't matter what the scoreline is. If you see three people, you're running the fuck away. Unless you have two two people next to you. It's just survival in numbers. And having a buddy next to you shooting it shooting with you and maybe even dying with you, it just keeps the morale good. It keeps it just says, look, we're gonna we're not gonna lose because of any one particular person. We're gonna lose together. And it's emphasizing that togetherness and that that camaraderie that no matter what, we're going through this thick and thin together. We'll lose together, yeah. win together. It's it's about making it's about making people not feel alone. And that's mm. just what it comes down to. When you when you're losing and you feel like you're doing everything you can, if you're top fragging on a losing team, you feel alone. And right. as a captain and a shot caller, what I tend to notice is that when people feel alone, they play worse. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they go into themselves, they become uh, very, very like impatient, they become more tilted, and the guys bottom fragging feel hopeless. They feel alone. And then there's the person in the middle thinking, I could be doing more, but I don't feel like I'm doing that bad. Maybe if I just stay quiet, keep doing... That person is also alone. So it's about making sure people don't feel alone and making sure that people just feel like they're together as a team. Just getting the team unit back together. Another thing too is this is what I did with Siege a lot. You know, you'd be down like one. I always used to say like it's one three, not one four because it was up to four. And it's mm-hmm. the same with like, you know, say you're down oh four in trials. The it's It's just about keeping that like uh the the morale high and just taking each round at a time obviously it's different in scrims because you know it's a game mode like clash but it's kind of the same uh you know like okay we only need like five more team wipes okay we got one okay we need four more just like keeping that morale high complimenting and 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 running one of my favorite things is when somebody trades they're like oh i traded i'm like no that's great you traded that's awesome that's that's a good thing. Like you didn't go down and lose. You you traded one up. That's still that's still a positive. Um, all right. 
Inspirational's back again. He says, let's say you're winning and the other team starts bringing it back and you start losing and your team starts getting heated and toxic. What do you do to help your team bring it back and win? Tell them to cut the bullshit. I like it. Yeah. That's the point. Like, honestly, if, you, if, you, if you're going to be toxic, you're not helping the team. You're just venting. There's, there for my team, like, I'll just say, like, if I have a teammate, like, I'll say, okay, let, call him David. David, you done? Okay, let's focus on winning now. And that, like, just giving them a reality check and say, look, it's fine. It's fine. If somebody wants to be toxic and wants to be toxic beyond, like, reproach, then unfortunately, you kind of just have to let them do it and try your best not to get affected by it. It's it's tough because there are kids that will revel in the toxicity. They will revel in, in mm -hmm. shouting and yelling and cursing. And there's not much you can do about it in the moment. You just have to talk about it afterwards and do your best to calm them down, level with them, and just say, look, I get it. We suck. And we made mistakes. Like, own up to the fact that perhaps you had a hand in them losing their shit. Like, see them. Like, like meet them at, the, at their place, basically, mentally. And then just say, look, it's okay. Right. We, did the, we did this wrong. We're going to bring it back. And let's go again. And next time you feel like you need to shout at us, just take a second, breathe, and just look at the game. And you can do, like, for me, it's, it's about doing your best to try and de-escalate. And it's not all going to work all the time. It depends completely on the player. But remember, you're there to have fun. You're there to improve yourself. Competition is a natural part of it, but it doesn't have to be toxic. Sure, absolutely. Um, Cap made a good point. Uh, I'm curious to see what your guys' thoughts are on this. If you're top fragging and you have an unspoken response, oh, if you're top fragging, you have an unspoken responsibility to shot call and be active with comms to help your team to try and become better. Do you feel that it has to fall on the person that's top fragging? No, never. Mm -mm. I didn't think so either. But that's no. a that's a good way to. It's it a is, good thing to dive into. There is. Um, I can see where Cap's coming from because usually that person is playing captain america like they're doing all the work so for them it, it would be a natural thing for them to lean into their team and say look look it's okay guys just follow me we'll, we'll be fine i'm getting kills we'll be fine and that'd be a good thing to do but it is never on a certain person's responsibility uh, it's never on a certain person's plate to shoulder a responsibility that was not previously agreed upon ever sure. in life in games whatever like you, you, you consent to having roles in a team, and if you, if you want to step outside, make sure you have an understanding with your team that that's okay. Um, like the top teams, top top, really tightly knit teams do this all the time. Like you look at G one, and you'll see Onyx, Potato, and um, Panda. Yeah. Like they will, they they will interchange their shot calling. They'll interchange motivation, motivations, and they'll they'll all egg each other on in different ways when the time requires for it. But when you're just picking, playing pickups or face it or whatever, it's never really like you're just there, there to do your I'm best and try and not get toxic, obviously, and lift your teammates up. It doesn't matter if you're bottom fragging or top fragging. IMO. I 100% I agree. Um, the way I see it is sometimes I look at it from a kind of a general standpoint in, in the army. The general's not always on the front line. Yes. Um, but they're still making the calls. Yes, I agree with it, that. Is is kind of how I see it. Um, Amphi, what are your thoughts? Do you think that the top fragger should be the one that's always calling the shots? No, I think everybody, like, there there can be a little input from everybody. Like, 
you know, the top fragger could have some insight, but there could be some other insight that hasn't been like talked about that could, you know, if you're say you're down, it could literally change the swing of the game. I don't yeah. know. I think every everybody's input is valuable. Absolutely. No I a hundred percent agree with that as well. Um, all right. So Chip says, I'm a PVE man. What do you suggest as a game mindset going into PVP wanting to get better at it? Oof. Uh. Chip is a very, very good PVE main too. He uh he does a lot of raid sherpas. So he understands MP. weapon knowledge. MP, I think you're like you went through this, didn't you? Yeah. Um uh, well when I when I started I played a lot of uh a lot of PvE and then transitioned over to PvP. Um I was talking to Nomad about this like when you were restarting your internet and I watched a lot of his videos, like the two second rule, like that was like like mind bog like it was so useful. Mm -hmm. Like I very very helpful just watch like there's a lot of content out there to watch you know where you might not have the the same thinking but watching those kind of videos will put you in that mindset um it's just it's got to be like a consistent well you know just practicing literally just playing quick play trying to assess how you play and like what mistakes you make and how you can learn from those um as far as like going from PVE to PVP. Yeah, well, he, absolutely. Here's my, here's my, just to add on that, I agree with everything that Amphi said. Just to mm, tack onto that, whether you're a PVE main or a PVP main, the, the improvement mindset doesn't really change. Yeah. Just because you're, you're good at one activity or you prefer one activity doesn't mean you have to approach it in any different way. Um, you know, when you want to improve, stay humble, assume mm -hmm. that your current like understanding of things is wrong and you can always learn or just assume that you know you could be doing it better basically um and seek out content from creators that isn't like like motivated by toxicity isn't motivated by clickbait isn't motivated by uh promoting certain services that would otherwise help you get the thing done i.e recovery services for sure, for sure. Try and find creators that are really, who really live and breathe this sort of thing. Like for me, I would 100% re recommend Patty Cakes. I'd recommend Drewski. I'd recommend mm -hmm. uh, Cami Cakes. I'd recommend Frostbolt. Um, I would I'd recommend Ascendant Nomad. Just saying. Great, yeah. Sure. Um, like <laughs> I would recommend all these guys, all these people. There's so many resources out there. We are seven years into this franchise. There's no shortage of PvP resources out there, and there's no shortage of top tier creators who really live and breathe this sort of thing and you could learn a lot from just remember like you can't learn unless you really commit to learning and that means assuming you're wrong and assuming that there's a better way to do things than what you're doing right now mm -hmm. yeah one of the mottos that i uh like to say a lot is winning is teaching losing is learning so yeah sure yeah i mean that makes one. that i like that actually um all right we got pitch here and he says uh what is the best way to get into the groove of being more vocal with callouts? He has a tendency to get quiet in tunnel vision. Ooh, um, when it comes to being more vocal with callouts, it if you're not good at if you're not good at seeing the bigger picture, if you're not good at looking into radar, looking around, 
then at the very least, you can still be very useful to your team if you call out what you're doing. Like one of the biggest things I learned from Kami Cakes was that he's not necessarily making call outs. Like when, when he's not in the fight, he's not making call outs for everybody else. He's making call outs for himself. Like he's saying, I'm hurt. I'm behind cover. I cannot help. Like saying I cannot help is huge because it lets your team know that, okay, they're in a 2v3. Whatever situation they're in, they're a man down. Mm-hmm. Saying that I'm helping, that means I'm with you. I'm shooting with you. Whatever you're doing, I'm with you. It's a good basic call out that gives people motivation. I'm helping you. I'm with you. I'm not with you. Like it's very clear. It's very direct. And something, something that people should get used to is just like practice talking to yourself. Like go into sixes solo and just comment, commentate yourself. Like just say, oh, there's, there's, there's a guy around the corner. I'm going to try and take it. Oh, no, I died, whatever. It doesn't have to be good. It's just about getting in the practice of talking. Like live commentate yourself, basically. So even if it's mundane, oh, they're on A, whatever. Like mm-hmm. I have a, like I, I tried this for the first time a few weeks ago uh, in a recent video. And it's like, I feel like my live commentary, if you compare it to some other people, it's probably not that good, but there are still people, there's still things people can pick up on. Uh, in the course of game, you'd be surprised what you'd say. You'd be surprised with what you'd be able to, to produce. So I would say just practice it. And if you can record it and listen back to it, and then you'll be able to judge for yourself um, whether what you're saying is actually useful or if you're just basically just filling filling the air with, with, with the noise. Absolutely. I Sorry for that. the long answer. No, no, no. I love that. Um, Amphi, what have you found to get yourself to uh, communicate more and more of a competitive setting like trials. What what have what has been some of your uh, your trigger points um, to get you to talk more um, and, and help people? Is I would say just like, like just like know it like callouts was huge in Siege. So just watching a lot of streams and seeing what they call out and what Agreed. that call out mm, goes to is like huge. Um. So like if I didn't. Like I'll I'll lurk a lot of like scrim stuff and like listen to their callouts, and that has like taught me a lot. And I could be like, oh, he's like here, like he's secret, and like, um, and then in my brain it's like, okay, I'm here, and like, uh, Nomad was saying with Cami Cakes, you know, kind of commentating, uh, like your own gameplay and calling out, okay, uh, I'm lit, I can't help, I'm one shot, okay, uh, I have a I have an enemy. That's one shot. I need help if you can, like that sort of stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, that makes uh, that actually makes perfect sense. Um, that's one of the fun ones too. Is trying to figure out everybody's callouts. It really is um, because everybody's got you know their own specific callouts. There's like, uh, um, there's like if we use Jap for example, right? You've got Diamond Door. You've got Green Diamond Door. You've Another got Red one. Diamond Door. You've got. Um, jump out you've got divider it, it's all relative a lot of people like the big one that i that i run to a lot in scrims and face it is the difference between divider and comp heavy mm. that one is is the one that i've i've caught my a lot of people calling two different ways so i'm kind of excited um it's a great tangent for us to jump into the practical we're gonna go we're going to take a small break. You guys can grab some water. Go to use the restroom. If chat has any other questions, um, 
they can type in chat and ask you guys. They'll be able to hear while we're going to be right back. And then we'll uh, try and bring some people in. Let's uh, let's teach Wormhaven. This should sure. be a fun one. This is a very underrated map, in my opinion. I, it is one of my favorites. And it's played a lot less for the jab, the dead cliffs, the burnout. So I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Um, chat, if you have questions, feel free to ask in here. Um, Otherwise, we are going to queue up. I will drop my join code, and uh, we'll get it going. Sweet. All right.